0: Welcome to Subway Sports Talk.
1: Dan, 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 clear up the closing doors, please.
0: Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy. I'm your host. Thank you so much as always for tuning in to SST on Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and on YouTube. Don't forget. Subscribe, rate, review on the podcast app. Subscribe, notification bells on the podcast, uh, sorry, on the YouTube. Don't forget to leave a comment on the YouTube, on social media, at Subway Sports Talk, because we love getting involved, and this is the best thing to get involved with. It's time for Week 2 NFL Picks. Joining me, as they will be doing all season long, first and foremost, my guy, Pat Boyle. What's up, brother?
2: Petey, what's up, brother? I know we recapped our picks uh, on the podcast we did earlier in the week, but... We're bouncing back in a big way. Week 2, it's a bounce back week for a lot of teams, bounce back week for this podcast.
0: A big bounce back for everybody. We are combined the three of us at 5 and 10 no winning weeks for either of us in week 1. But listen, you can't come back if you don't fall down once, right? So we we're going to have a big comeback right now. I know this guy feels the same. Mark Shen, Mark What's up? Also, two and three last week, just like me. We won't mention Pat's record, even though we will as well mention it in a minute. But for now, we'll let him leave on the side with his little record over there. But Shen, two and three, why don't you recap your picks for us real quick or recap your feelings on your picks uh, just because I know it was a frustrating week for you.
1: Oh, you know, I, I put it in the group chat. I'll, I'll just say it on here as well. Kickers got to do their job. I mean – if evan mcpherson can make an extra point or a 29 yarder we're, we're three and two and we're positive moving into uh week two um i got a lot of heat for my minus 120 picks they went two and one on the first week uh overall though week one i felt a little violated we will be uh hitting back with a vengeance this week so looking forward to getting started
0: yeah, uh, that's what it's all about. It's the vengeance, right? And and we all have picks where we feel pretty good about the process and we might want to make that same pick again. Obviously, Mark, you kind of got into it. Kickers do their jobs. You might be three and two, you might be four and one, and and then you're feeling really good about week one, right? Pat, we went through it the other day, a couple plays here and there. That's what week one is all about though, right? You can't Go off your process, Mark, to to recap what me and Pat talked about the other day. I want to repeat it again because maybe not everyone who's listening to today's episode listened to the one that came out a a few days ago. Trusting your process here, especially early in the season, is really important when you're betting on football because it's so easy to say, oh, I went 0-3 on my two-team teasers. I'm done with teasers for the year. Right? You can't just give it up. You have to stick with the process that you trusted in in week one and watch it go through because these things don't stay the same. Things evolve throughout. And if you think you made a right pick in week one, it still could have lost and you still could feel confident of why you made that pick. That's how I felt um, about the the uh, Cowboys-Jaguars. I, I mean, granted, Dak Prescott got hurt. They looked terrible, but I trusted the process. I liked the leg of my pick there, them being at two and a half, getting up to plus eight and a half. It didn't work out, but I like the process of it, right? So I'm not going to not do a teaser again because one leg on my teasers didn't work out. So Shen, I know you probably feel similarly. We'll see some similarities, I'm sure, in trends of your bets. And Pat and I already talked about that. But that hasn't been my only good plan lately because you always need to have some wireless earbuds on the ready. And I have. That's been my plan to have them on me at all times because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I mean, it's football season. I need to hit on the regular stuff, the gambling stuff, the fantasy football stuff. I've been listening to the Ringer fantasy football show a lot. And whether I'm walking my dog or at my desk, my Raycon wireless earbuds are always on the ready. And Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And I know one really big thing for all you people out there who say earbuds aren't comfortable. They fall out of my ears. Well, these ones have optimized gel tips and a multitude of options for the perfect in-ear fit. They're comfortable. They don't fall out. I'm walking, I'm running, I'm sitting down. I mean, I hope they don't fall out when I'm sitting down, but they don't. And they give you eight hours of playtime plus a 32-hour battery life with the charging pack that fits right in your pocket. And Raycons are priced just right. You need that high-quality audio. Whether it's a podcast or music, you need it. Everybody wants it. And these, you get the quality audio with half the price of those other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. One reason I absolutely love these Raycon earbuds is because of the awareness mode. I told you, I'm walking my dog all the time. I need to hear my surroundings. I need to know if somebody's calling me, something's happening out in the park, right? I also am at my desk. If my boss walks in, I need to not be staring at my computer With isolation mode on, missing out on everything he's saying to me. I need to know he walked in my room, right? So you get the option of awareness mode. But then when you're tapping in late night, you're listening to that new album. You're playing some Madden, listening to a podcast. You lock in, you turn in the noise isolation, and you are off. That's why I love Raycons, and you can too. If you go to buyraycon.com today and use the code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order, that's code TBPN15. 15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com code TVPN fifteen. So why don't we get this thing started right off the rip? And uh I, I say since we did it me, Pat, then Shen last time, why don't we go backwards? We'll go Shen. I'll go second. I'll stay in the sandwich there. And Pat, you'll be the caboose and go third. So Shen, kick us off. What's your first pick for NFL week two? All
1: right. First pick NFL week two my favorite two team money line parlay. We're going to go leg one Cleveland Browns to go against everybody's favorite fade, the New York jets who will be starting Joe Flacco again this week. Why? I don't know, but you know what, if you want to give me the automatic win, I really don't care. Um, Nick Chubb and Brissett will get the job done this week. The game is in Cleveland also. So piggybacking off the momentum that they somehow won week one against Carolina. I think they won't have much of an issue beating the jets uh, week two. And then, Leg two is is big in the bounce back spot. The Cincinnati Bengals could not have possibly played worse week one at home against the Steelers. Burrow turned it over five times, and yet they still had two chances to win the game, as I alluded to earlier with McPherson having the worst kicking day of his career. Um, You're taking on the Cowboys. Yes, it's in Dallas, but Cooper Rush is playing quarterback. The Cincinnati Bengals are who we thought they were coming into the season. This should not be much of an issue for the Bengals to win this game outright. So give me the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals at minus 120 as part of the two-man parlay for my first pick.
0: Minus 120. Now, let me just ask you a question theoretically here, uh, Mark, before we move on to my next pick. Is there an opportunity for you instead of going all the way down to a money line to put the bangles at like minus one and a half, and maybe get it from minus one twenty to minus one ten, or is that something that like at this point you're just not even worrying about? I'm just curious from like a, a process standpoint how you're thinking about that odd there.
1: Um, it could honestly still fluctuate. As of right now, it's minus one twenty. I actually had another pick later on that I'll, I'll talk about. That was minus one twenty last night, but it's moved down to minus one ten. Um, so if you wait up until Sunday and the lines do move, or if you're comfortable just taking like you said the minus one and a half me personally just for a single point like that I'm not really looking into that too much of the strategy if more in terms of a you know six and a half three and a half type of difference where I'm comfortable with the extra three points in the field goal that's more where I look and look at it but the way my my thought process is just to wrap this up real quick is if you're gonna take the team you know bring down a minus one and a half just make it money line and spend the extra five ten dollars whatever your unit size is.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And like we mentioned last week, if unless your unit size is in the thousands, five thousands, ten thousands, which maybe it is. And good. Yeah, maybe. and you're
1: talking difference of hundreds of dollars. So
0: Right. For for twenty-five, fifty, hundred dollar betters, the difference is not quite as large. And you know, maybe you don't feel like the need to nickel and dime. So I get it. All and right. So markets
2: Mark one in the tenth losses though. When Twenty Twenty
1: five dollar unit better. The differ, the difference is like Two and a half bucks, I believe. If I'm doing the big math, correctly. fucking twenty-seven big big, and a half compared to thirty. So for two fifty, you really want to worry about that extra point? So all <laughs>
0: means, go ahead.
2: <laughs> go ahead. You, we're gonna if we're if gonna goes, go your
0: losses as one point one now.
2: If he goes three and two, and every single bet is minus one twenty odds, I mean, you've you've essentially broken even. Well, we'll talk about that.
1: I'll, I'll, I've got no problem going with that towards as we as we move forward. If you want to track it that way,
0: but. They went it's, two
1: and one the
0: first week. That's too much math for honestly for me. It's too much math. I don't I don't know how to track that, Pat. It's all you, bro. All you. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna take that dig at Shen, I know you I'm like. Just, it. I'm just busting his balls. I know, of course. Um, all right, let's go on to my first pick for week two. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers straight up. No no if ends or buts. Just straight up Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half at the New Orleans Saints. This has been a matchup that's talked about since Tom Brady became a Tampa Bay Buck that the Saints have owned him. The Saints have beaten him up and done everything they had to do to make him and the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster uncomfortable. And now I think that trend is going to start to flip. I'm not going to say, oh, it's because Sean Payton is gone. I don't think it's one particular thing. I do, however, think that Tom Brady knows he's well aware. He knows that the Saints have been a thorn in his side and he wants to beat them. I think they're a better team offensively. I think they're a better team defensively. I thought the Saints' big issue last week wasn't the slow start on offense. It was the fact that the Falcons kind of moved the ball just right down their throats. Cordero Patterson wasn't getting touched until a couple yards down the field. Heard some interesting stats about how uh, their rushing attack, the Falcons, looked very strong against a defense we just blindly trust because they've been so good for the past couple years. I think the Bucs can actually take advantage of that, and I think Jameis has a lot tougher time moving the ball in this Bucks defense because the linebackers and defensive backs for the Bucs are very strong. That's a strength for their defense. And one last thing here on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Last week they had five field goals in the first half. First one was inside 25 yards. Second one was inside 25 yards. I'm sorry, the first one was inside um, inside the 30 yard line. The second one was inside the 25 yard line. Third one was even closer than that. The fourth one was even uh, was back in near the 30 again. That means this offense was moving the ball very well. This offense moved the ball consistently in the first quarter consistently in the second quarter and didn't quite punch it in what Tom Brady does from week one to week two is get better at some of those minutiae details in the offensive red zone. And he's going to put more points on the board. I don't think the saints defense has what it takes to slow them down bucks minus two and a half straight up. That's my first pick.
2: All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going with a couple of teased unders here for the first pick. Uh, these are two that, Honestly, I probably would feel close to comfortable in betting just on their own, but uh, you know, together, give myself an extra five, six, seven points on both of them, and I feel exceptional about these. So let's go, and they're both 45 and a half. So you're looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the same number for both. Let's go New England Patriots and the Steelers under 45 and a half, and let's parlay that with the Jets and the Browns under 45 and a half. Now, to play off what Mark was saying, and that's minus 104 odds, by the way, Playoff, what Mark was saying. Um, look, should the Browns win this game? Absolutely. Six and a half points, though, that is way too high of a spread, honestly, for any team. Quarterback by Jacoby Brissett. I know the Jets are bad, I know Joe Flacco sucks. Uh, but I think the Jets' defense uh, made a lot of improvements from last from the offseason to this year, getting Carl Lawson back, getting Quan Alexander, uh, getting drafting Sauce Gardner. The secondary is not as bad. They gave Baltimore a lot of problems. Baltimore really didn't start to pull away in that game until late in the third quarter. And even then, the Jets had a lot of broken drives uh, because they couldn't kick a field goal and they had one where they turned it over on downs. Um, You know, I think it was already 24-3 at that point. But the thing is, they made life a little uncomfortable for Lamar Jackson. So I think they're going to be able to do that for Jacoby Brissett. I don't think it's just as easy as give it to Chubb and Hunt and let them run the ball 30 times for 200 yards. I don't think it's that easy. So I think it's going to be tough for both these teams to score points, especially the Jets. I mean, again, we know how bad that offense is with Joe Flacco under center. So I feel really good about that. And then the same thing with the Patriots and the Steelers. You, I mean, again, Mitch Trubisky quarterbacking the Steelers, um, Mac Jones in this offense. You know, Pete. You know, we said we heard all the chatter all off season about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays. How would this offense do? They looked like absolute dog shit against Miami. Pittsburgh's defense, even without T.J. Watt, still a tremendous bend don't break defense. New England got into Miami's uh, side of the uh, the field six or seven times last week, only came away with one touchdown. So. Look, they're going to probably have to sell for a couple of field goals. I think this under hits on its own. But again, both of these together, Patriots and the Steelers under 45 and a half, Jets and the Browns under 45 and a half.
0: love that, Pat. I actually have a pick as a little teaser here. Not a teaser of a pick, but a teaser for a future pick of mine that uh, may have interesting and similar thoughts. So, Shen, pick number two for you. Um... Kind of going to play off one of
1: your first pick, Pete. Uh, I'm going to go two-leg two parlay again. Uh, leg one's Tampa Bay Buccaneers' money line. Uh, the trend stops now of Brady losing to the to the Saints in regular season games. Um, but I'll say this. It's mainly because from what I saw from Tampa Bay's defense week one. Um, last year, they were banged up pretty much the entire year, especially the secondary. This year, look, I know I'm going off of one week, but they looked like they were everywhere, especially Levante David and Devin White. And the secondary is obviously healthy, being it's only week two, and nobody big got hurt week one. Um, and the way I see it is the Falcons had the Saints dead. There's no reason that the Bucks should not be able to take down the Saints, even though it's in the Dome where they've had their troubles. Um, leg two, the Los Angeles Rams have to bounce back this week after week one's debacle didn't show up, whatever you want to call it. They take on the Atlanta Falcons, and the game is in Los Angeles. I can't see the Rams starting out 0-2 at home coming off the uh, you know, the whole – I think the Super Bowl hangover ends this week. I think they're just a better team. Cam Akers will get involved. Allen Robinson will get involved. And the Rams really should coast in this one by at least 7 to 10 points. So give me the Rams over the Falcons, and then give me the Bucks over the Saints. Right now that's plus 100, so even. Wow. I, about
0: that, Patrick. I did not expect that to be plus 100, to be honest, because the Rams, the spread for the Rams is at uh, nine and a half, or is that 10 right now on DraftKings? So that's 10 points on the Rams, but you're only going two and a half points on the uh, Buccaneers. So in reality, you know, 12 and a half points. It's not t- too dissimilar from your standard six point, uh, two part six point teaser. And instead you get plus 100, not too shabby. Um, all right. On to my second pick. I'm going to go. What did I have for my second pick so I can stay in order here? I, uh, I'm i going to go with the uh, Panthers. I'm going to move the Panthers up on a teaser. They're playing the New York Giants. They're currently at plus one and a half. I get them up to plus seven and a half. And then I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. They're currently at plus two. I'll get them up to plus eight. So Panthers plus seven and a half Steelers plus eight, two teams, six point teaser, pretty standard. Pat already talked about the Patriots and Steelers a little bit. I'm looking at this Patriots offense and just not expecting much. I think this team is not very good right now. They're not very talented, are the New England Patriots. Whether Belichick pulls one out of his uh, back pocket yet again and makes this team relevant, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in week two where all of a sudden they put up 30 points and the Steelers can't keep up. Getting the plus eight there is beautiful. You get through the three, you get through the seven. That leg is made for a teaser. As for the Panthers, very similar. They're plus one and a half. Now listen, if the if Randy Bullock misses that uh, or doesn't miss that field goal, who's favored in that game this week? The Panthers are likely minus one and a half, not plus one and a half. That like is playing the results to me, and I think the Panthers are a better team than the Giants. Then they're going to show out this week, and plus getting them through the three, through the seven makes them a no-brainer teaser leg. So you get them at seven and a half. When do the Giants ever win that handedly? They don't. Right, So I feel wonderful about this teaser here. You get two teams with solid defenses, with maybe below average to mediocre quarterback play, but more talent offensively than their opposition. I love getting all those points. I love this teaser. Panthers plus seven and a half, Steelers plus eight. So we're getting ready to make all these week two bets, and it's incredibly exciting. Because if week one didn't go your way, this season literally... Just got started. So get ready for week two of touchdown, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. People, I explain this all the time. That doesn't mean you have to get the bet right. You just got to bet 5 bucks on any football game. If you're not on DraftKings, what are you doing? You got a chance for $200 free dollars instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill, again, of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's pretty simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they don't cover, even if they don't win. That's all you have to do. And this week, there are a ton of 10-point favorites. You got the Broncos, the Rams, the Niners, the Packers, the Bills. They're all double-digit favorites this week. If you look at those and you think one of them has a chance to take a big lead, they don't even need to win. They just need to go up 10. That's all you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPM to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: So let's move on to pick number two for me. Um, Another teaser This one, two-team spreads. Uh, So let's get the Seattle Seahawks up to plus 14.5. I mean, again, for the 49ers to be favored by – and, Pete, what did I tell you, by the way, earlier in the week in this podcast? There were five double-digit spreads uh, on Monday night – or on Tuesday night. Now that we're doing this here on Thursday night, only two remain. I said there was only going to be two two spreads that stayed at double digits by Sunday. It was way too high to begin with. It's probably still too high. This should probably be closer to six-and-a-half, maybe seven – uh, but right now Seattle's plus eight and a half. Um, you know, again, I'm just, I'm not a believer in Trey Lance, you know, monsoon or not, I don't care. Um, he's not that good. And again, George Kittle's obviously not a hundred percent. We're going to see if he plays on Sunday. Um, you know, he did not practice on Thursday, so we'll see if he practices on Friday, but he's obviously got an issue with that groin. So you're missing a weapon like that right off the bat. Then they lost Elijah Mitchell, San Francisco, San Francisco is in a lot of trouble. And the fact that I think Trey Lance sucks, I would not be surprised, Pete. You know, again, I should be putting my money where my mouth is and taking Seattle to take the points on their own, and I should be throwing the money line on the Seahawks. I think they win the game. Uh, But I'm going to play this one uh, a little bit more conservative because, again, I love what they did in the first half against Denver. I think Geno Smith is having quite of a renaissance year. Um, You know, it wasn't too long ago he gets punched in the face by IK and and Kampali or whatever the hell his name was. as He was supposed to have a big year with the Jets. He looked great in that first half. He came out throwing the ball with a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, again, he has Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So you get two weapons like that, pretty, pretty damn good. The left tackle, Charles Cross, was excellent in the first half. So he was getting protection. And the defense, the defense, look, say what you will about the goal line turnovers. Is it a regression to the mean? Do they get that every time? No, but that shows you that this defense obviously felt the disrespect from how bad they were last year. They added Shelby Harris. Cody Barton took a big step up in the linebacking core. So they're not as bad this year. So give me Seattle plus 14 and a half. And I'm going to parlay that with the Tennessee Titans because you want to talk about overreaction from week one, the Buffalo bills at one point were 10 and a half point favorites. And now it's only down to 10. It's only moved to half a point. That is way too disrespectful. Again, Titans are up 13, nothing. Um, I don't know how to tell you how they blew that game against the giants. You know, it was embarrassing. It was pathetic. They should have won. Bullock should have hit the field goal. Either way, they collapsed. I'm expecting a big bounce back for them. They always play Buffalo well. They've beaten them two times in a row. They had that phenomenal primetime game last year where they get Josh Allen to, to slip and they stop him trying to win the game. Uh, and I just expect a bounce back. I think, you know, Derrick Henry, does he only run for 82 yards and look, you know, largely ineffective for the most of the second half? Probably not. I also think that pass rush, Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tart, Demarcus Walker is good enough to get Mahomes under, pre- excuse me, to get Josh Allen under pressure and make life a little difficult. I mean again, I know Buffalo steamrolled LA, but now everybody thinks like you know, they're going to go 18 and 17 and 0 here and and be on and totally unstoppable. I just don't see it. So, uh, again, I'll get that spread up to 17 and they can get blown out and you could still hit this. So, I like these two teams to be competitive. Seattle plus 14 and a half, Tennessee plus 17. That's minus 106 odds. Minus
0: 106. I like that. Um and the Titans, man, it's scary. It's one of those things, Pat, that you make a pick right there that is grounded and makes sense, and you explain it. And I'm like, Yes, I agree with all the things you just said. And then I'm like, but like they could win by 30. <laughs> the bill, right? Like <laughs> it's it's, like, it's so scary, but you have to be scared. Like, do you guys ever feel this as a quick aside? As we're we're now through two picks each here, as a quick aside, do you guys ever like when you feel completely shitty about a pick, like you ever make a pick and you hate it so much that you're like, it must be good or no, is that no, just, just
1: don't bet
2: it? No, I wouldn't bet it. You're, so you're a sick man, Pete, because you do, you feel that way every week about like a pick and half the time more than half the time. I feel like it hits.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. it's like, it's like a comfort zone thing. Like last week, i as we, I have this up on YouTube. So if you're listening on, on the podcast app last week, I made a pick that's out of character for me. I don't typically take over straight up. It's just not something I do very frequently. However, I've done some more looking into it going into this year, and I I plan on dabbling a little bit more. So the Browns at the Panthers was over 42, and I was looking at it, and I've been pro Panthers. I took their over for the season uh, on the season total wins, and I'm like, you know what? Panthers week one, no Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett. Like, this is a great spot for them. And then I'm like, you know what, though? I could totally see Nick Chubb just running around like a madman, Kareem Hunt getting involved, Brissett just not making a mistake. Panthers being okay and like, it could be close. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I think they're going to score some points in this game. So I took the over and I was so nervous. That was 100% the pick that I cared about. Most all of our picks are equal in this game, right? We're two and three, three and two, four and one, whatever. We don't get halves. We don't get extra. We don't have a bonus pick that's worth two wins. But I watched that Browns Panthers game. And with every point I was like, thank God. Cause I would have felt so dumb if that over didn't hit because it felt ridiculous to, to think that it would. But I, based off all the things I thought about, all the research I did, it felt like a good pick, but I was scared as hell to make it. I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird one. I think that should be a normal thing to feel as a better who bets every week and has to make five picks every week. You got to get out of the comfort zone a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, I hear you on that. I, I definitely hear you on that for sure. And. Uh, you know again maybe and like i said i think seattle covers i think seattle beats san francisco on the road like that like if i see that if i see seattle winning that game i'll be like yeah i should have taken a money line and maybe i will maybe i'll throw 10 bucks on a money line this weekend um but you know again i i don't think tennessee gets blown out i don't think there's any way they get blown out i think they cover the i I think they cover the actual spread and maybe i'm doing myself a disservice by not just taking them straight up but you know like I mean, yeah, who, who doesn't love a little insurance, right? So that's why I'm taking both of them, getting a couple points on each. Uh, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the Titans go into Buffalo and beat the Bills as well. I'm being dead ass.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's the blessing and the curse of the teaser, right? Because when you do a teaser or a Moneyline Parlay, you have to feel good about both, or you have to like your your process on both, I'll say. Because as, as I just explained, I don't always feel good about it. I just like the process. But you you might be 100% right on the Titans, and the Seahawks lose by 17, and you're going to be like, well, they're this full, you know what I mean? Like, So it's one of those weird things, but your process makes sense to me. It's something that you understand. It's something that you are going with, that you say, there's a big variance in these numbers that I don't agree with. I'm going to attack it in these two spots. So it makes sense to me. That being said, Shen, pick number three, please.
1: All right, pick number three. Carolina Panthers plus seven and a half as, as leg one going into the Meadowlands and taking on the heavily overrated New York football Giants after their miracle win week one. Um, look, they came back down from 13 to zero. Bullock missed a field goal. Tannehill, I don't know what the kind of performance that was from him in the second half. Um, seven and a half should be enough for Carolina here. Honestly, I, th- I think they might actually win the game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to need more, though, than the 10 carries he got week one. I think he had like four at the half. They wanted to let Baker go and throw, throw, throw. And, yeah, it's not going to work, work, work when the uh, the best player is your running back. Um, I still believe in Baker. And the offense looked much better, especially in the fourth quarter. So give me Carolina plus seven and a half for leg one. And then leg two, give me the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, We've seen this offense without DeAndre Hopkins, and I've seen enough of it at this point. They're awful. They're allergic to scoring points. I said it in the first the uh, last week. I think Kingsbury's gonna get fired midseason. Um, the Cardinals just look pathetic. And you think maybe they'd have some sort of bounce back after the way that they left the field last January, getting blown off the field by the Rams. Um they just look so bad. I, I can't even describe how bad they look. And Hopkins out again, obviously. AJ Green is a shell of himself. Um and then what? I'm supposed to be afraid of. You know, James Conner at running back. Come on. Give me give me the car to Adams connection, which looked great week one. looked a lot better than I thought it was going to look out of the gate. So, give me Carolina plus seven and a half. Give me the Raiders' money line to even up their, their record, especially being at home on DraftKings right now. That also gets you plus 100. Even odds again.
0: I feel like you get so excited to tell Pat but that that's it plus It does 100. because
1: he needled me before about it again. But if you average out my stuff right now, you got two plus 100s and a minus 120. So I'm below the minus 110 threshold as of right now.
0: And I got to say, I did a minus 120 before. I forgot to say it. My 6.2 part teaser with the Panthers and Steelers. Panthers plus seven and a half, Steelers plus eight is minus 120 as a standard six pointer. So listen, I'm right there with you, Shen. I guess I'm minus 120 too. Don't
2: worry, guys. My next pick is going to be Rams money line at minus four eighty. I mean, <laughs> well, I believe the
1: Broncos are actually the highest right now. They're like minus five forty this week so far. But I'll swing you know, it over right? to Pete for your second pick, for your third pick. There,
0: there we go. There we go. All right, my third pick. I am going to go against you a little bit, Pat. Here, but there's a great room for us to middle this. There's a great chance for both of us to hit on this. So I'm going uh, 49ers tees down from eight and a half to minus two and a half, and I'm going to go with. None other than, Pat?
2: The Minnesota Vikings, baby. The
0: Minnesota Vikings from plus two up to plus eight. I feel fantastic about it. I think the 49ers situation here is not as bad as week one. Disaster, throw it out. Like I said on the podcast earlier in the week, week one was mostly chaos, nothing to write home about. I was thinking of that game. 49ers, Bears, disaster. I'm not thinking about it anymore. I think they come out with a good game plan at home in whether that's normal and they look good, they run the ball well, whether it's going to be Jeff Wilson or Davis price, or even uh, Mason, the possible third string running back, they're going to figure it out. I think they look much better. I think they win this game by a field goal at minimum. And I think the Seahawks hype is a little bit hefty. That game was so emotional on Monday night against the Broncos Seahawks. the The stadium out in Seattle was a zoo. It was amazing for the Seattle fans. It was amazing for them to win that game. They're not going to have that juice. They're going to be a letdown spot here. They can easily cover your 14, Pat, but I don't think they cover uh, two here. So I like the 49ers at minus two and a half. Then as for the Vikings, I don't know if the Eagles are built right now to blow someone out, especially a good team, a team that we think is going to win the NFC North. I think all three of us probably think that the Vikings looked really good. They got after the passer. They had everything cooking on offense. You get them up to plus eight through the three through the seven. As you guys will notice on all my teasers, that's what I look for. If you get through those key numbers, three, seven, 10, 14, all those numbers on the teasers, they're more valuable, right? If you get a teaser past, uh, you know, minus a half, zero, and plus a half, those numbers aren't as valuable, right? Because it's basically a money line. But if you get through a three, a seven, a 10, it's worth so much more. So if you run that right there, um, you, feel, you feel really good about it getting to those numbers. And on DraftKings right now, on the six point teaser, also minus 120. That's probably the standard for the teasers on DraftKings, but it's something that I feel pretty good about and I'm going to roll with. So Niners plus, I'm sorry, min- nine, ugh, Niners minus two and a half and Vikings plus eight.
2: All right, I'm going Moneyline Parlay here. So I had a couple of over-under teased plays. I had a couple of spread plays. Now I'm going with the Mark Shenlugian-esque money line Parlay. And I'm going to take a couple of teams. I think that Mark has also already has on the board. Uh, I'm going with the Bengals. I mean, this uh, starts and ends with Cooper Rush for me playing quarterback for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, bounce back spot for Cincinnati, one. Cooper Rush playing quarterback for Dallas, two. Michael Gallup probably not playing again, number three. Um, and, you know, look, Bengals are just a – they're just a overall better team. I'm not expecting Burrow to turn the ball over five times this week. McPherson's not going to miss extra points and field goals this week. Uh, This should be an emphatic victory. It is in Dallas. Uh, So, again, you know, that's why I'm a little wary of taking them minus seven. That's the worst spread to take. Uh, But give me the the Bengals' money line. And, Pete, if there ever was a pick where I don't necessarily feel awesome about, it's this second leg of the parlay. It's the Raiders' money line. This is my team. This is the team I doubled down on on our podcast earlier this week. I'm picking them to win the AFC West. Uh, But, you know, look, I think it's just too simple to overlook the Cardinals just because – uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out, right? Like th- this is a game where if Josh McDaniels coaches the game, how it should be, if they come close to executing the game plan, or if they have a good game plan where it's contain Murray and, you know, not turn the ball over. If Derek Carr protects the football, you know, he was too over aggressive last week. I didn't mind it going up against the Chargers, the team you were underdogs against. You had to be aggressive. You had to make things happen, but this better be a more well-rounded efficient game plan where they're the better team on paper going into this game, they're at home. They were great at home last year. They've got to take care of this game. they got to win it. Um, and I do think they do, right? I wouldn't be surprised if this game comes down to the final possession. Uh, but, you know, again, I think, I think Vegas' defense took a big step forward with how they were able to cause some trouble for Herbert last week. Uh, the pass rush looks great. You know, so, again, as long as Derek Carr does a better job of protecting the football this week and they get that run game going with Josh Jacobs, uh, whether it's Amir Abdullah or Zamir White, you know, they got a ton of running backs if Brandon Bolden doesn't play. But Jacob's got to, has to get his carries, get the ball in Devontae's hands, spread out the attack, get Renfro involved, get Waller involved. I mean, this should be a well rounded victory for Vegas. So, uh, money line parlay, Bengals and the Raiders minus 111.
0: Great, great stuff, Pat. That, I, I like that there. And you know what? The Raiders thing is interesting. I looked very closely at that game. I didn't include any of my bets. And <clears throat> I'm a little happy that I did since you guys are both there. So if they go down, at least one of us survives. But I I, I think that's a good spot for you. It, it's, it makes sense. The Raiders looked better than they had results last week, right? Like those picks from Derek Carr were one-off type plays. He was being aggressive. It's something that we talked about the other day. When he's being aggressive, you'd prefer that. I think he actually doesn't make those big mistakes against a much less talented Cardinals defense. So for both of you, Raiders money line feels very good. Uh, Shen pick number four.
1: All right. Pick four. The Indianapolis Colts have to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville at some point, right? I think we're up to eight years now. It hasn't happened. Um, especially with the way last year ended where they all they had to do was beat Jacksonville and Jacksonville week, what, 18 now, with where they're playing the uh, 17 games. Me and Pat watched that game together and watched not our hopes and dreams get blown up, our bank accounts got blown up. I think we both filed for Chapter 11 after that game, if I remember correctly. You would um, have to. Matt Ryan is the quarterback. I expect Jonathan Taylor to actually – the game plan to actually run through Jonathan Taylor this time around and not Carson Wentz. Um. Yes, Colts didn't look, you know, too hot last week, but they showed that that they will fight till the very end from 20 to 3 down. Um, and yes, I probably wouldn't be picking them if they were playing anybody else outside the Jaguars this week, seeing only one game, but I still think Jacksonville's god-awful. So give me the Colts as leg one and leg two, give me the Buffalo Bills. This is the engine that's going to just obliterate team after team after team this year. I know Pat, you don't you're a little hesitant with this game, but I think the Tennessee Titans' hopes and dreams in the AFC went when they got rid of A.J. Brown because the Giants stacked the box week one against Derrick Henry. He went 21 carries for, like, 82 yards. Um, Long story short, the Titans don't have the downfield threat anymore. So I think, once again, the box will be stacked. The the, the Bills have now seen this game plan two years in a row from, from the Titans getting beat by them. The game's home. It's in Buffalo. It's the home opener. It's Monday night football. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, my fantasy team with Gabe Davis. It's going to be a route Monday night. I think it's just total domination. So I got the money line. I'm not worried about how many points they win by, but give me Buffalo money line, Indianapolis money line, minus 115. Pick four.
0: So far in a lot of these uh, conflicting picks, there's a huge middle ground for both of us to hit. And, and that's a good place to be. Right. It makes a lot of sense. Bills win by 10. Pat's happy. Mark's happy. I'm um, fine with it. I don't care. I'm not picking that game, but it, it's a totally realistic thing. And, and Shen, you know, your money line parlay process here. Yeah. Bit you a little bit last week in week one, but like we mentioned in the podcast earlier in the week, those games change drastically with a few plays. And we talked about how you could have won them. This is a week where why not? You could easily win a bunch of those games you just got to hope you put the right ones together. So I love that Colts money line builds money line. All right. My fourth pick I'm going with a game that uh, Pat mentioned before he teased the under up to 45 and a half. I'm taking it straight up. I'm going jets and Browns under 39 and a half right now. This is my first time mentioning this. The money is on the under. There is 62% of tickets on the under for 86% of cash. That means the big money's on the under. No one's taking the over. I love it because I can't even fathom a world where the Jets score more than 13 points. How in the world are they going to do such a thing against a pretty talented Browns defense? And like Pat laid out before, the Jets defense looked pretty good. Like Lamar had some big plays. They had some big moments. They put some some points on the board, but they didn't put a ton up there. And the Jets defense, especially against the run, looked very strong. I mean, Lamar couldn't get after it. The running backs in Baltimore aren't very strong right now, but the Jets defense was strong. They were hitting people. They were moving people around. I love this under 39 and a half. I think I even like this under at 38 and a half, 37. If it gets down to 36 is where I start feeling frisky. I think it could easily be, you know, uh, a 19 to 10 type game, a 20 to 14 type game. And you're going to hit this one with points to spare. Can't fathom a world where the Jets score enough points and the Browns run away in such a manner where this is going over 40. So I'm going under 39 and a half. That's a straight up bet minus minus one ten. That's my fourth pick.
2: All right. Uh, Fourth pick for me. Let's get a little, uh, let's get a little frisky. I've had three different plays. Now give me a tease spread here for one leg and give me a prop for the second leg. First, let's start with the Falcons plus 24 and a half points. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, the spread right now on this is what 10, this is one of the double digit spreads that, that still remain Falcons at the Rams. The spread that I'm seeing right now is 10 flat. Um, and again, should the Rams win this game? Yes. Am I more confident that the Falcons don't get beat by 24 points? Absolutely. And you're saying, Pat, how the hell are you getting a spread up 14 points and it's viable to take a pick? That's even odds. Well, you're going to hear in just a second, but I like what Atlanta did in the first half against new Orleans, a game that they should have won. Last-second kick that, once again, did not even make it off the ground, let alone through the uprights. Uh, But, you know, it goes to show they did a lot to hide the weaknesses of Marcus Mariota, as Mike Tirico likes to call him, uh, in that game in week one. Cordell Patterson, like you mentioned, Pete, had a huge game. Drake London seems to be – is he the real deal? We'll see. But he had a great second half after a slow first half. Takes some of the attention off of big Kyle Pitts. Um, And, again, that defense, I'm a big fan of that secondary. I'm a big fan of uh, Terrell Island. A.J. Terrell is one of the best corners in the game – I know me and Mark uh, had plenty of arguments about him last year uh, on Terrell Island. Nobody throws at him because he's a lockdown cornerback. So he's going to be in charge of Cooper Cup, and we're going to see, Mark, we're going to have a real uh, better look at the t- corner that A.J. Terrell is when he's going up against a receiver like Cooper Cup. Uh, so we'll see. But I think Atlanta's going to do enough to, you know, we're the point where the Rams aren't getting to, to 35, 38 points. I think you saw a lot of problems in week one. Not all of it was created by Buffalo. Um, you know, again, that that offensive line's a little banged up right now. Starting center Brian Allen is out. We'll see if they can replace the the play of, of Whitworth with uh with Joe Noteboom at left tackle. Didn't look great on the offensive line uh in week one. And then <laughs> another corner that me and Mark argue about Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Mark, what was, any any defense for him last week? Getting absolutely torched time and time again by Stephon Diggs. No. So
0: you
1: you picked this now, but not in the Super Bowl run up to last year to have this argument. Right? That's when you pick this. By the way, A.J. Terrell, what? Michael Thomas went off in the second half last week. you really want to start this argument? Yes. He had I a do. goose egg at the half and ended up with five catches for 57 yards and two touchdowns. You really want to go barking up this tree?
2: I'll have to go back and take a look at the highlights. I'll have to take a look at the replay if those were both on man coverage. Uh, but for the time being right now, I'm telling you, Terrell is going to slow down Cooper Cup. And then, um, you know, again, I think Atlanta's game plan offensively It's going to be enough to score a decent amount of points. I mean, plus 24. I'm done explaining that one. So, again, what am I taking that I can take the Atlanta Falcons plus 24 with? Jameis Winston, our buddy, our good pal. I love Jameis. I really do. I I think he's hilarious. I I love his personality. But he's going to throw an interception on Sunday. He absolutely is. So, Jameis Winston to throw a pick is minus 140 odds on its own. I don't like giving out that high of a vig, that juiced of a pick. Uh, So, the Falcons plus 24. Jameis to throw a pick against that Tampa Bay defense that he got hurt against last year uh, when they met and then Simeon came in and <laughs> lit the world on fire with that game. Uh, but, you know, I think you get the Buccaneers defense, like Mike, like Mark said, that is out for blood. I think uh, they were phenomenal against Dak Prescott and then Cooper Rush when he came in, in, uh, in last Sunday night's game. And I think this is a defense that's looking for turnovers I think they're gonna get to Jameis. And when Jameis is under pressure, that's when he just starts throwing shit up for grabs. So Winston to throw a pick, Falcons plus 24 and a half, minus one twelve
0: odds. Wow. That Pat, how did you search for that? Let me ask that's you. That's a lot question.
1: of points. Especially yeah, I am mean, more ahead. confident in Atlanta plus twenty four, the Rams to win outright, because you could probably get the same same result either way.
2: I mean, no, it's honestly, it's minus the the odds. The odds on Atlanta plus 24 and a half is minus 750. Uh, So it's honestly like almost double uh, worse or double juiced odds. But I know, so let's start it off. I knew I wanted to take Jameis to throw a pick. And when I saw that, I was like minus uh, minus 140. I was like, all right, I'm not giving that out on its own. So I got to take something else. And when I was going through, I'm seeing, again, all these double digit spreads. I told Pete in the pod earlier in the week, I was like, I got a feeling most of these dogs are going to cover this. So you know, I looked at I looked at uh, Green Bay, who you're going to see a, in a pick, you know, my final pick. And I looked at the other one, Denver, Houston. That's a total stay away from me. I already have the other double digit dogs in parlays right now. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I think Atlanta probably covers the ten. And then again, I mean, at that point, I was like, let me see how high I can go with this, and to get it to even odds, I got it all the way up to twenty four and a half, and it's minus one twelve with James to throw a pick. So. Yeah. you want to get it plus 100 odds, you can Atlanta plus 22 and a half, whatever. But they're not losing that game by more than 24 points.
0: It, it makes sense. And, Pat, I love that your trial and error when you're creating these bets is, is how you come to these numbers. And minus 112, it's wonderful odds. A lot of people get so infatuated with trying to get these same-game parlays and these money line parlays up to plus 250, up to plus 400. It's really not a winning formula. Yeah, you hit one one week and you feel so sick about it. I'm sorry. You feel sick in a good way about it, and then all of a sudden, the next three weeks you lose four in a row. Uh, you know, you you do one in the one o'clock hour, you do one in the four o'clock hour, you lose both of them because some team blew it for some dumb reason because a coach didn't call a timeout or who knows what happened. And now, on the flip side, you're you're looking at this and saying 24 and a half. Let's well, first of all, you probably hit what 19 and a half, and then you clicked up to 20 and a half, and then you clicked up to 21 and a half, and you kept playing with it it's a really interesting thing because a lot of people don't think of that as an option to get realistic minus minus one ten ish odds. And and I love it. I love that. That's one of your mindsets going into this. How can I take a leg that I like juice something up so much that I still get to a really even bet. So Pat, I love that. Um, Shem final pick.
1: All right. Final pick. Honestly, it's, uh, I'm confident in it, but out of the five I'm giving, this is my, my least confident pick of the week. Um, Leg one, Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins in Baltimore. Um, do I think the Ravens win? Yes. Do I think they can lose? Absolutely, but I don't think it'll be more by more than three points. So give me Baltimore plus the three and a half for leg one. Um, J.K. Dobbins was a full participant in practice earlier this week, so he will be back to spearhead the rushing attack along with Lamar Jackson. Um, Mark Andrews was held out of the end zone last week. Going off of historical trends, he'll probably find the end zone this week. And then Tua will bring his his offensive, you know, circus act with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill over to Baltimore. And I don't know. I, I can see the Dolphins winning, but I think Baltimore plus three and a half, you're safe. Um, leg two, <sighs> Chicago Bears plus 14 and a half at Green Bay. Is this game Sunday Night Football on top of it? It is. Yes. It is. So you're really <laughs> you're making a deal with the devil here because on one hand, it's Rodgers at home after last week's pathetic performance and it's Sunday night football at Lambeau Field, but I don't care. Give me the Bears plus 14 and a half, more so on fate of Green Bay's offense. Um, I like the Bears defensively. I, I don't think they'll try and get into a shootout with them in this game. I think they'll just try and, you know, run with Fields, run with Montgomery. And I'm trusting that 14 and a half points is enough. Um, I stated last week that it was a potential minefield for the 49ers going into Soldier Field, and it was. Granted, a lot of it had probably to do with the weather. Um, look, I wasn't confident about Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Could we see maybe another crazy, you know, bomb exploding in Lambeau Sunday night? Possibly, they could do it, but I could also see them getting smacked too. But I'm way more confident in them covering the 14 and a half. So. Baltimore plus three and a half Chicago plus 14 and a half minus 110 odds on DraftKings As of this moment to wrap up my five picks on the week.
0: There you go. And I love it, Mark. You know, you do have a pick that you don't like that makes you feel scared a little bit. I think that's, that's good. You, you guys said that you don't feel that way. It, clearly you do. Well, clearly in terms of confidence
1: way, out of the five, I still like it. Just not as much as the love as some of, as some of the others. I get what you're
0: saying. Yeah, no, of course. But I'm just saying, sometimes it's got to go, you got to go out of the comfort zone. So I I like where your head's at. And uh, I'm going to stay similar there, slightly out of the comfort zone, just a little bit. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders here. They're plus one right now. I'll take the plus one for the sake of taking the plus one right here. But I'm telling you right now, when you take somebody plus one, you take somebody plus two, even two and a half, maybe even three you should also sprinkle the money line. If you like a team at plus one, two, or three, and and you think they're going to cover that, you should also take maybe half a unit and throw that on the money line as well, because why not? You get some better odds, and the odds are if they do cover, they're going to win, especially at plus one here. So again, I'll take plus one for the the sake of saying it, but really it's Commander's money line plus 105. So they're playing at the Detroit Lions. The Lions didn't look very good last week until late in the second half. That was a lot of garbage time. DeAndre Swift broke out some big ones. That was really their whole offense. I mean, Jared Goff only threw for 215 yards on the entire day. He didn't look spectacular against an Eagles defense that is talented, but the commander's defense is actually their strength as well. I like what I saw from Wentz in that second half. thought their offense started to pick up. They have weapons in Washington. They have people who can make plays between Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. Wentz has a plethora of weapons, and realistically – It's probably one of the best trios of weapons he's ever played with going back to his prime Eagles days. That's probably equivalent there. So I like what what Wentz did in the second half, the aggressiveness that he showed there. And I think the Lions don't have enough juice to quite slow them down. They're not going to get their first win of the season yet. And this game right here is the the money. It's where the cash is telling me to go. 43% of tickets on the commanders. So less than half the tickets on the commanders right now. 87% 87% of the cash on the Washington Commanders. The big money is all over Washington here. It got bet down from plus three, now down to plus one. I'm still riding it. Like I said, from that plus three to the plus one range. If you like it, you got to go for it. You got to sprinkle the money line. So that's what I'm doing. I'm riding Wentz. I'm riding the Commanders. Let's go. Money line plus one. I don't care. Whatever you want to call it.
2: All right. Look at that. Petey Peps.
1: hmm the Detroit. Lights.
2: Detroit Lions, by the way, are favorites in that game for the first time in 25 contests.
0: Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. And honestly, by the time Sunday hits, because we're recording this on Thursday night, it's about to be the fourth quarter in Chiefs Chargers. By the time Sunday comes around, this could easily be a pick'em. It could easily be Commanders minus one. So that streak, Pat, might stay alive <laughs> going into this week because the way the money is right now, it's crazy. I mean, like, like I said, of cash that I'm seeing right now on pregame.com is on the commanders. The big money is all over them, so I'm riding the money here.
2: All right, final pick for me, final pick for the pod. Just like Mark um, disagrees with me that Tennessee can keep it close on Monday night, I think there is no chance that the Chicago Bears keep this game close uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Maybe in the first half, perhaps, but uh, this is going to be close to that 10-point spread. Uh, this would probably be the only double-digit or you know close to double-digit favorite that I'd feel comfortable uh, betting on, and it is the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. You know, sometimes I know it's foolish to look at past results, the head-to-head, and you got a new quarterback, new teams, you know, new rosters, new coaches, whatever. But let me uh, let me just say this: since 2011, Green Bay Packers are 21 and three against the Chicago Bears. And I'm doing some of my own research here while you guys are making your last picks. Since 2016, the last six years. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are 11 and 1 against the Chicago Bears. The lone loss came in 2018 in December, and their average margin of victory is by 12 points. But let's bring in the Patty Boyle same game teaser here. Packers minus four and a half, under 51 and a half in this game, minus 110 odds. Uh, look, I know that the Packers have some questionables at their tackles. David Bakhtiari thought maybe he was healthy. He's questionable. Uh, again, going into week two, John Runyon, the left guard, also questionable. Elgin Jenkins, the right tackle, also questionable. And Alan Lazard, of course, the Aaron Rodgers' new number one receiver with the departure of Devontae Adams is also questionable. He did not play last week. If he does play, I feel that much more confident. Obviously, you know, you had the wide open drop from Christian Watson, the new receivers, they got a lot to learn. Uh, but I expect more from overall from Sammy Watkins, from Randall Cobb, from Big Bob Tunyon, the tight end, and the run game. So I expect this offense to have a much better day. And even if the offensive line is a little banged up, that's fine. That's why that's why I'm going with the under, because the Chicago Bears offense is pathetic. You could bring in Luke Getzey as the offensive coordinator. You could bring in Matt Eberflus as the head coach. Justin Fields is another one that I have no faith in in the future. Um, and look, they're going to try to establish the run game, but Green Bay is going to pack the box. They still have a phenomenal tight uh, linebacking core, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell you know they don't have Zadarius Smith anymore they lost some of those great linebackers from years past but that being said anytime Justin Fields tries to throw the ball I know he didn't have a good game last week covering Justin Jefferson but Jair Alexander's toughest uh, assignment this week's going to be Darnell Mooney Chicago's going to have a lot of trouble putting up points uh, so I think again Packers at home off a bad loss Sunday night Rodgers I own you I own you Chicago. He's going to own them again Sunday night. Packers minus four and a half under 51 and a half minus 110.
0: And that 51 number is a key number when you're betting total. So you're under 51 and a half. It's a, it's a crazy number. It's like 5% of totals land on 51. So if you get your over under right on the flip side of that, you got to feel really good about it. So uh, that's, that's great stuff, Pat. I, I feel real good about the picks right now, guys. I really do. Um, where, let's, let's pick a blow up let's pick a blow up spot for each of us Shen since you've been going first you have some big money lines in there which one are you looking at you kind of mentioned a little bit before of what makes you nervous but what spot is a blow up spot or if you want to go off your own card like you did last week and call the 49ers collapse is there something on the card in week two that scares you to either stay away or makes you nervous looking at your five picks
1: Cooper Rush <laughs> Cooper Rush, because while I can't see the Bengals falling to 0-2, and, 2, and I, I think that they should be a, a, at a panic level of, you know, panic level should be very high this week if they don't, you know, win, but they could still make the playoffs being 0-2, being the division, that division is the way it is. Um, they're on the road, which I'm not a fan of. And they didn't look too hot week one. So could I see it carrying over to week two? Yeah, but I think that the fact that they lost week one makes it that much more unlikely they'll come out flat again week two. I'd be much more concerned if they were 1-0 heading into this game. But if you're asking me to name one player, Cooper Rush.
0: Cooper Rush. I heard somebody on a podcast say, if Cooper Rush had any semblance of an NFL arm, he'd actually be a decent quarterback, but unfortunately (laughs) he can't throw very well. So I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, that's one that I just stayed away from. I agree with you. Like, how do you not just hammer the Bengals this week? But the fact that that spread is only seven or whatever it is now, I think it's up to, what is it up to now? Eight now, something Mm, like that. Yeah, I think it's back
1: at seven. It it got up to as high as eight. The money line got to as high as 370, and it's back down to like three Oh five.
0: Right. Like how is that around seven and there's five other games at eight and a half to 10, 10 and a half like that blows my mind. And when I saw that, I'm like, I'm just staying away. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to know about it. I'm just going to watch Jamar chase boss, every person on the Cowboys and the Cowboys offense look pathetic. And that's where we'll be um, on my front here. I'm going to say that my big scare a little bit is going to be the Buccaneers just because of the history of the Saints taking down Brady. However, that was also my most confident pick. But what we know what happens when you get too confident when you're betting on sports here, right? So it's a combo of my most confident pick from my process standpoint, from me just sitting here as a football fan, watching this game, getting ready for this game. I'm just nervous because the history over the past three years shows us that the Saints – Play very, very well above their heads, if you will, against Tampa Bay. So I get nervous just thinking about it. However, from a process standpoint, I do feel strongly about it. Pat, what are you looking at on the border on your card that you just got scared from?
2: Um, I said it before. If there's one thing I'm a little nervous about, it's the Raiders. It's the the Raiders going in. Uh, you know, getting Arizona coming in at home, and Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray flip the script, and they find they come up with a game plan where you know he. He, he's running, he's running for, for big yardage and they let him loose and he's making guys miss breaking big plays. And then they, they have to, um, you know, try to bring, bring the blitz and bring the house to get him under pressure. And then he starts hitting Hollywood Brown. And he's and AJ green turns the clock back 10 years and Rondell Moore plays and has a big game and Zach hurts is making big third down conversion. That's what I'm worried about with Vegas is the defense let me down. Um, that's the one thing I'm worried about, but I'm telling you, if there's one game, to be wary of, I'm, and I know, Pete, it's conflicting. I apologize, but I think the Seahawks have a, have a hell of a shot uh, to go into San Francisco and go 2-0 and, and beat the 49ers. Um, one other game I'd be worried about in terms of a big spread, I said it before, is, uh, is Buffalo. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think Tennessee's big due for big bounce-back spot Monday night. You know, they looked like a completely different team from the first half to the second half. They looked as good as that AFC South number one seed team in the first half against the Giants. They looked like uh, pathetic losers though in that second half. So who's going to come out on Monday night? Um, I'm telling you this: Mike Vrabel is going to have a much better game plan, and I expect him to coach a lot better. So both of those uh, big spreads, I'm 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 concerned about for as a minefield.
0: And, and something that I heard uh, per, per the sources inside my own head is that when Tom Brady left training camp, it was solely to watch every single play from every single Saints game for the past three years. That's what I, I heard that that was true that he. He's so worked up about beating the Saints and taking over that mountain of the Saints that that's why he left camp. That's confirmed, for on no good sources at all that that's why TB12 left the Bucks training camp just to get ready for this game, Week Two. Mark it on your calendars. TB12 takes over the Saints. So let's ride, baby. Let's ride. All right. Any last words? Those are the picks. Any last words, yes. you guys?
1: Yeah, sure. I'll order a few kickers. Do your job this weekend. I'll say it a million times. That's all I got to say. You'll
2: say it a million times. You said it once. Now that you're, you're speaking that into existence, I'm telling said you. said it at the you're beginning,
1: gonna, Patrick.
2: You're going to get I'm Daniel twice. Carlson. Daniel Carlson's, Carlson's going to miss a 28-yarder at the horn, and they're going to lose now.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I hope I lose my fantasy matchup by two points, too, because he's, he's my kicker. So just <laughs> kill me twice. Why not?
0: Hate myself. That'll wrap it up for Subway Sports Talk NFL picks week two, two and three for Pete, two and three for Shen, one and four for Boyle. Looking at a big bounce back week. You heard all our picks. Don't forget to hit us on social media at Subway Sports Talk at MShen26. That's Mark Shen Lugan at Pat Boyle44. That's Patty Boyle and me at Pete Kennedy with two Ys on the end. I'll be posting these picks as well. Uh, so good luck to all you betters out there. Don't get discouraged from week one. Week one is a disaster. I, I I feel like on no good analytics here. I feel like this is true. People who bet well in week one fall off a cliff, and people who don't bet well in week one have the chance to get right. Right? Like people who hit all these random bets. People who bet the Giants money line last week just because they're a Giants fan feel like they know something about something, and they don't. So if you got a bad week one on your books already, don't get discouraged. There's a whole season ahead to lose more bets. All right. <laughs> and that being said, Subway Sports Talk week two picks in the books. Stay tuned for more. We'll be back next week talking football, of course, talking baseball because we're getting close to the end of September. So it's time to get back on the baseball wagon, but that's all we got. Mark Lugan, Pat Boyle, I'm Pete Kennedy, Subway Sports Talk. Cheers. And shout out Glenn Johnson.